you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Bidiki ako se napravi greška, tak je bide kobna. Nema vrakinja nazad. So, Europe need to, to remain more sexypil lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izinite gregi. Today is Tuesday, November the... 9th, 2021. This is the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I had to pause there and think of what day it is because the, <laughs> the, the, the calendar's all jumbled up. Uh, this is episode number 126. We don't, I'm Jason Miko coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Svetin Sulemanov in Skopje, Macedonia. <laughs> yes, and, and we're, we're kind of uh, giggling here because uh, we, we don't have an opening monologue. We are recording this on Tuesday. Uh, the ninth, um, Zoran Zaev has last week said he would resign after the local election landslide in which uh, Vomero Tapamane won big, uh, as well as others. Uh, he said he would resign. His partners told him, no, no, don't resign. Uh, Dewey, Alekhmeti, Artan Grubi, etc. were literally sweating bullets, um, figuratively, sorry, uh, sweating bullets. Uh, others told him he shouldn't resign. So now it looks like he is hedging. He's not going to resign, but Vumrut Dapamene says that they have 61 uh, members of parliament who are ready to uh, uh, bring down the government uh, with a vote of no confidence. So uh, mm. as we as we record this, at, let's see, it's 8.18 a.m. my time on Tuesday morning, 4.18 p.m. your time, Svetin, in Skopje, the Republic of Macedonia. What's the latest? Uh, we're actually hitting F5, refresh, refresh on the computer. Mm. Uh, so the way it looks today, uh, Zayev did not resign, which is, you know, we've been saying that we've been doing a Zayev resignation watch day in, day out for, <laughs> for a week now. <laughs> and he's uh, backing out of it slowly, the way it looks. And Vimero says this. Uh, he's not, he does not want to resign as prime minister. He submitted the resignation as party leader. But mm. they're slow rolling that as well. They're calling it the leadership in resignation, the outgoing leadership. So of the two resignations which he announced, one he did submit, but he's going slowly on it. And the other one he has not submitted yet. So Vomero uh, said, OK, we will uh, push you instead of waiting for you to jump. And uh, late last week, uh, so what's today? Uh, uh, Monday, uh, you're listening to this on Tuesday, so what, it was on Friday when Vimera announced that they actually have a majority of their own, that they were able to uh, attract uh, the BESA party, which uh, had four seats in parliament, now it has three, because their leader became uh, mayor of Titova. It's still enough to topple the government. Uh, it, BESA was notably not on the list of parties which supported Zaev after his resignation announcement, who did not call on him to back off like Dewey did, who did not say that the majority is surefire stable. So they were, they apparently switched sides and joined with Vimera. And they had this famous picture of uh, Mitskovsky sitting there in the parliament with Alexander Nikolovsky, his deputy in Alexander's office. And they were joined by 
uh, deputy leader of uh, alternative and the member of parliament, Arben Taravari and uh, what was his name, the member of parliament. They were joined by the leader of uh, alternative, Afrem Gashi, and they were joined by now the new part, the new member of the Albanian opposition, Bisa, uh, their secretary general, and they were joined. The most interesting figure in this group was uh, Apasiev from Levitsa. So oh, yes. all of them put together, they have 61 votes, and Zaev has 59 now with the defection of the three Besa votes. And Mitskovsky announced we have the votes, uh, we can bring the government down. And today, Vemera submitted the proposal of no confidence, which only requires like a small number of members of parliament, I think like 20, but they submitted it with the whole 61. So they're saying from the start, we have the votes. Now the procedure will be that uh, the speaker of parliament needs to receive this. Uh, he will be very hesitant, Talat uh, Jafiri, but the more hesitant he is, the more angry the opposition will get and more solidified mm. it will be. This will be the drama of 2017 when Vimura was not allowing a vote for a new parliament speaker for Jafiri. Now this is going to play out in reverse the way we, we see it. And uh, uh, once he accept, you know, receives this document, this petition for a vote of no confidence, it will take until Thursday. There needs to be a debate on the government, on its performance, its many failures, etc. And then it's put to a vote and it will be required to see whether Vemura has the 61 votes today. It's, it's good to have them today, but they will need to have them again on Thursday. So nobody needs to change their minds until Thursday. And one member of parliament from one of the Albanian parties, from the Alliance party, from Afrim Gash's party, He's saying, okay, I can't, I'm not really sure, uh, because Levitsa is part of our coalition, and you know Levitsa, how they get, they be pro-Russian, they be anti-NATO and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, everybody's going to try to take out a, make a better deal for themselves. But then, uh, on the other hand, Zaev has not been seen for a week wow. since he announced the resignation. That's really now becoming noticeable. Uh, he issued a statement today on Facebook, uh, very angry, very bitter against the new majority. He says, I will not allow Mitskovsky and Apasiev and Gruevsky, of course, to destroy the country. They will be, they want to take us in a direction we don't like. So he's not saying I will still resign. What was his original plan? And I will try to have an SDSM led majority and there another different prime minister keep doing check. Keep every keep Bisa in check. That's that ship has obviously sailed. So he's not saying that he will resign. He's now combative. He's now maybe even gonna gonna try to use Mitskovsky's announcement of vote of no confidence to back off out of his uh, resignation. He may want to say, okay, you try, you put this to a vote. I will not resign until then. So this is what it looks like on his part. But he has been hidden from public, not, not, not making any public statements. So we really don't know what uh, he's up to. Well, Mitskovsky is very open. Mm -hmm. He says, I have 61 votes to bring down the government. I may not have them all to elect a new government afterwards. Mm. So there are several options. I mean, if you 
you have any questions by now, <laughs> let, <laughs> so yeah, don't let me hog I mean, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let me let me let me just interject there for a moment. <clears throat> um, again, and as you mentioned, uh, today is Monday, actually, not Tuesday, as I said earlier. So mm. I'm not sure if we'll get this dropped today on Monday or if we'll come out on Tuesday. Uh, but anyway, as you pointed out there in that excellent analysis, it's Thursday that uh, that we'll know some more. We think uh, this being the Balkans, who knows. Uh, could be anything. And, and as you men- mentioned, uh, Miskolski has 61 votes. He needs them also on Thursday. So, um, you know, a lot could happen uh, between now and then. I'm reminded of, of uh, Monty Python skits, uh, you know. Nice little number of votes you got there, Governor. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Um, and uh, threats, lies, intimidations, anything that Zayev and his people could do in the meantime to uh, knock off uh, one or two of those MPs that have said that yeah. they will sign that. No comments. Maybe literally knock off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, right. It's kind of like over here, the joke going around is if Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin from uh, from West Virginia dies, he didn't commit suicide. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and Zayev's angry Facebook post that reminds me of uh, Joe Biden, who has his own heap of troubles these days, who when, uh, when Mitt yeah. Romney was running for president, Joe Biden said, he's going to put you all back in chains, talking mm-hmm. to uh, African-Americans. Uh and that's exactly what this is. These, these are just threats uh, and lies. Uh, and uh, it shows, I think, this angry Zayev post, that he is just absolutely desperate to cling uh, to power. Uh, he is just absolutely yeah. loath to let it go. As I'm sure Dewey is, uh, Ali Ahmeti and Artan Grubi are putting massive pressure on him as well because the thought of them being out of power is anathema. Uh, right. And as I wrote in the uh, in my column last week, if Ali Ahmeti lives for power, and if he's not in power, his life is absolutely worthless. Uh, mm. So, all right. So, so we'll see if now, you know, good point. Levitsa, the left, um, interesting party. Uh, I think, as you mentioned in our podcast last week, socialist, but also very nationalist, national socialist. Ah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sure how long that marriage is going to last if it uh, actually if they actually get to the altar and, and tie the knot, so to speak. Uh, but uh, I, I think they're united more in their disgust of Zoran Zayev and Ali Ahmeti and Sidisim and Dewey and what they have done to the country and to Macedonia than they are in having a, a, an agreed-upon agenda going forward, which, you know, Ooh. could be dicey. Uh but you, you, so let's say, let's take a step back here and say, if, if for whatever reason, um, so Zayev's not going to resign. Let's say they, they, they get to Thursday and they have a no confidence vote, uh, yeah. the 61 vote. What happens next? Yeah, my uh, hitting F5 has paid off. I'm now seeing that Jafiri uh, uh, will not try to postpone this, will not oh. try to drag it out. Like it was done against him in 2017, he mm-hmm. scheduled a vote of no confidence on Thursday. Thursday, okay. Yeah. So uh, we are now seeing whether the majority will hold. Maybe some others join it. So mm-hmm. Pavla Trajanov from DS, the notorious mm. side changer switcher, has been openly announcing that he is uh, looking into different options. There is the three members of parliament. He has one vote. Mm-hmm. There is three members of parliament from LDP and DOM, mm-hmm. which are uh, the two parties which ran a separate local elections campaign. So they uh, declared loyalty to Zayev, but we're not sure. 
there are two to three members of parliament of Dewey who probably sense that the party is finally going down mm. and have been vocal, vocally against the party in, uh, in the past. And they have seen that their uh, shares in the party rise because they won their main race in Skopje in uh, Chair, which is their stronghold. This is an Islamic wing of Dewey, mm -hmm. whereas other candidates of Dewey have lost. So they can either try to maybe join with the opposition. Um, there was even talk that maybe even SDSM members of parliament will change sides. It sounds crazy, but note that both Dewey sabotaged Zayev in the elections, <laughs> in the local elections. They did not give him the votes in Skopje, which he needed. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there is an open challenge within SDSM from Branko Cervenkovsky's faction. Mm. So that even that is possible that Zayev did not fully vet all the candidates in 2020. He still has people loyal to Shakarinska, to Cervenkovsky, to uh, other factions who might uh, want to be part of this, um, of the demolition of his government. So all of this is possible. And my sense is that there will be 61 votes to bring down the government. Uh, they will probably will not be enough to form a Vimero-led government. So Mitskovsky said one option is that we have a government that will endure until the end of the parliament. And in this case, I will lead it if we assume that it's a stable enough majority. It won't be very stable. It will be Vimero at 44 seats and then uh, the Alliance Alternative have about 12 and then uh, it needs Besa. Uh, leave it safe. It's too poisonous for the... Uh, Albanian opposition, uh, then Levitsa might be persuaded to support it as a minority government. Maybe then the Liberal Democrats, somebody from Zav's coalition joins this coalition. Obviously the, the Roma, the Bosniak, the Turkish members of parliament, they're not very reliable members of the Zav coalition. I think there is even a, a Vemero from Ljubča Georgievski's party member of parliament. So no, there's a bunch of them who might... Yeah, there's a bunch of them who might join. Mm -hmm. So one option is that Mitskovsky is prime minister with a shaky coalition until 2024, or at least he tries to. Another option is that uh, we form a, a coalition, a government that will be like a technical government that will just lead the country for like several months. Or maybe like three months and then uh, resign, the prime minister resigns and then we form this pre-election broad government with SDSM included as well and Dewey uh, to organize elections sometime mm -hmm. in spring or summer next year. Mitskovsky said that in this case he will not lead this type of government. And then after the elections, considering the state SDSM is in, it's very likely that SDSM will lose and that then a new coalition will be formed of Vimero and the currently opposition Albanian parties. Mm. Uh, Mitskovsky said our goal now is to bring down Zaev and Dui and Dehmeti. Mm -hmm. So he's not, the easiest option for him is obviously to have Dui join in and uh, bring down the government with the help of Ahmeti. Then Zaev really has no leg, leg to stand on. But um, uh, at the moment, it seems that they're trying to, Vemer is trying to pull this off without Dewey. And this is energizing the Albanian opposition parties because they're being, being promised enormous spoils because everything that Dewey accumulated over so many years, uh, 
they've been in power since the war they started in 2001. They've been in power since 2002. And they've only not been in power for two years under the first Gryevsky government, 2006-2008. So they have like six ministries, they have like uh, dozens of institutions they run, including some very powerful and very badly performing ones like the energy MIPSO company. And uh, uh, so there are thousands of uh, positions and, and simply jobs uh, like mid-management, high-management public sector jobs that the Albanian opposition parties desperately want. And uh, this is what is actually bringing them to Mitskovsky. They might even overlook uh, Apasiev in the coalition if this is what is being, what is being offered to them. So, uh, and in the meantime, Dewey met. They had the meeting of their generals, of their commanders, of their, <laughs> the general council, they call it, or council of former generals. And they said that they have empowered uh, Ahmeti to negotiate with all constructive and pro-NATO, pro-EU powers in the country, meaning that he no longer feels bound by the promise to keep Zayev in power. He is now empowered to, uh, has mandate to negotiate with Mitskovsky as well. So this is uh, the late, this was the development from yesterday, I think. Right. So he's he's demonstrated he's he's just again as I mentioned earlier he he, he simply wants power that's all, uh, yeah. but as you mentioned it looks like Miskolski and others really want to destroy not just or bring down I should say not just Citizen but Dewey as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if perhaps we're less than two months away from 2022 the calendar changing over. Uh, I can see the Wikipedia entry for Dewey now uh, beginning in January. It'll say. Uh, you know, former um, National Liberation Army made of terrorists uh, that tried to split Macedonia in two, uh, started 2002, ended 2022. It's a nice bookend to their ending of 20 years, and that's it, and they're gone. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, again, as uh, you can get out your uh, bingo drinking cards, because uh, hmm. we'll mention this again, I have a very firm belief that uh, the ethnic minority Albanian parties in Macedonia are very much cult of personality parties. Uh, they exist for a while, like uh, spring flowers that come up after the rains, and then they wilt away and die uh, once mm. the leaders uh, die or defeated, uh, etc. So we've got plenty of examples of this. And, and these other uh, uh, smaller ethnic Albanian minority parties see themselves on the ascendancy. So... Uh, so we're in for, I guess, to sum this up, kind of, we're, we're, we're in for a period of um, um, uh, some, some instability, some rocky roads. Uh, of course, this Saturday, we're recording this. I'm going to get this right. We're recording, yeah. this, we're recording this on Monday, November 8th. Uh, this Saturday, the 14th, is the elections in next door Bulgaria. Third time this year for parliament and presidential elections. Uh, that combined with what's going on in Macedonia these days, affects this whole issue of, you know, Bulgaria lifting its veto, which there is zero chance of that happening this year now because of all of this that's going on. Yeah. There's zero chance of that happening ever because Bulgarians are just going to dig in their heels and <clears throat> the European Union, such that it is, is extremely weak uh, as an mm. institution and it has extremely weak leaders and they're not going to do anything about it. So you might as well kiss that goodbye. And as we've said many times, Again, get out your bingo drinking cards. Uh, 
you know, we don't think that Macedonia should join the EU. Well, at least I don't think so. I think I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, we're on the same same page on that. Um. So, and then on top of all this, and we talked about this just a, a few moments before we we went to record. Uh, we're go. We're in November. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at the weather report for Macedonia lately. Uh, but uh, I can imagine it's starting. Well, it's going to get worse. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going <laughs> to get, get worse. worse. And uh, what's your energy situation like there? I mean, I know that <laughs> our energy situation is, you know, we're talking about problems over here in Europe, of course, in general, and then you throw in the Russians and everything else, and Nord Stream two, et cetera. But what's the, the, you got some you got some real issues going on there? Yeah, we're completely collapsing. Uh, Zav wants to. <laughs> I tweeted he's going out like the Joker in that movie when he's uh, <laughs> running and the hospital is exploding behind him. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, he initially he was giving contracts to uh, cronies to, to dig for coal so his plan was to take over the businesses in the one big coal plant we have in the country in Bitola uh, which he prosecuted Grevsky's people over and he gained two seats in parliament for the name change, two members of parliament were blackmailed into voting for the name change precisely on charges linked to uh, alleged abuses of the coal mining uh, in the coal mine uh, in Bitola. And then he took the business over through his brother. There were audio recordings of SDSM cronies in Bitola discussing how they're going to torch the car of a local opposition official because he was talking a lot and blowing the whistle on how companies are being pushed out of the business to make way for Zav's companies. So then the trick about coal mining is you need to dig a lot of un low quality uh, land so that the mine is, the hill is stripped uh, in proportion. So then you have uh, a mixture of good coal and gravel and the dirt. Mm -hmm. You can't just find the vein and exploit it because then the whole thing will collapse. You lose the structural integrity of the mine. <laughs> so apparently what they did was they went for the juggler, they went for the good stuff and made the coal, the, the mine unworkable. And then they figured, uh, they appointed the Zayev Crony as head of uh, trading in, uh, with electricity abroad. So they figured, okay, we can make more money if we just buy electricity. Uh, so we, we take the cut from, you know, somebody else does all the work, we just import the electricity and voila. So during the summer, they were trading, they were selling Macedonia's water supplies, the hydro lakes, which we need to keep in some level of water in the lakes for the winter. Mm -hmm. uh, price was high, so they were selling it. Now prices are astronomical. We don't have hydro. The coal mine, they, they have enough coal for like two or three days left. They're mixing in uh, oil, like heavy oil, uh, mazut we call it here, uh, with the dirt they're digging to to shove in the, into the furnace. Mm. Uh, they have people making money from imports, so they actually have an interest to, to have less domestic production and just import the stuff. Uh, they had, uh, several times they were in trouble, so they tapped, there is like a European-wide network, which you are linked to and you can access for electricity, if you have a disaster, if you have a meltdown. So they, they started borrowing on this credit card, they started taking electricity, or you can of course take electricity through this network if you have a purchase contract. Now the contracts are expensive, no, nobody's even offering them, 
enough electricity. So they just tapped into the emergency power that's being offered without having a disaster. Uh, the EU notices this. They start getting... Uh, bills are sent to our government because you're, you're charged for this, like, a trespass, a violation of European rules. So you pay, like, three times more money than you would normally pay if you have a purchasing contract. Mm -hmm. So then there is a curious fire on uh, Saturday, I think, in Rigbitola. So now we have our disaster. So now we are officially tapping into the disaster electricity because there is a fire, which I'm, you know, have half of mind to believe that they planted it mm -hmm. just so we can tap into the emergency supply. There is another disaster this morning. Uh, so the plant, which is either using dirt mixed with oil or, uh, you know, now it's no longer, now it's not working at all at the moment. Mm -hmm. They're trying to import coal from uh, Greece, Kosovo, Montenegro, or Bosnia, whoever. Nobody's offering them, or even if there is an offer, we're talking about the quant quantities that you can't realistically transport to the plant because you either use trucks mm -hmm. and we're going to clog <laughs> the roads across Macedonia for days, or we have to use a, a railway, but then it's much more expensive to load it uh, from a truck onto a railway cart and then from the railway uh, cart back on the truck to carry it to the, uh, to the plant. So none of the options are economically feasible. And yeah, and winter is going to get bad starting uh, tomorrow. <laughs> so it's a complete disaster. Is, is uh, President Pendorovsky still in Glasgow for COP26, the climate change conference? And is he talking about oh, this? Oh, that is the funniest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not even him. Zayev was talking about this. He was actually saying we're going to close down the plant in four or five years. I'm sure this definitely played a role in his defeat in Bitola, mm. which was a SDSM voting city before. And he was actually putting uh, like uh, solar panels on the coal mine. His idea was to replace <laughs> this coal mine and a smaller coal mine in uh, Kitschava and the plant to cover them with uh, solar panels. And then he was going to have National Geographic take a picture, look how they have <laughs> reclaimed this. It was magnificent how they, oh. I don't know, how they mess things up here. Oh, that is great. Look, nuclear energy. Two words. It's clean. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's efficient. Course. It's cheap. Of course. And of course, of course. Uh, I don't understand. I mean, I think back to, I don't know if our listeners will know this name, Ansel Adams, one of the celebrated, um, uh, especially landscape photographer of uh, the last century here in America, uh, who was uh, very much a, um, uh, could be considered a, um, you know, green, outdoors, um, climate all that stuff, but he was very much a proponent of nuclear energy for that very reason. It's clean, it's cheap, it's efficient. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, okay, well, while you guys are shivering, uh, <laughs> so you got a vote on Thursday, November 11th, which I note is uh, Veterans Day uh, for much of the Western world, or they call it, uh, what do they call it in Britain? Remembrance Day. Um, okay. They'll wear the poppies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remembrance Day. Uh, um, but we're in yeah, person. The, the vote. Yeah. Uh, people in pro, uh, people are not seeing. I'm seeing this. <laughs> Somebody noticed. This is we're going to vote on Zayf on the eleventh uh, day of the eleventh month at the eleventh hour. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's actually this the session is actually scheduled on Armistice Day. Oh wow. Armistice okay, Armistice, that's right. Armistice Day is what it's called in yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. 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 So that's funny. The eleventh day of the eleventh yeah. month, the eleventh hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there is some um there's some there's a lot of symbolism there. So Yeah. Uh, all right. Well other interesting things happening here would be we have to note one more yeah. thing here that's uh Actually, there are two things. So there are uh, reactions from both parties that are falling down. One of them is repeat the Dewey is repeating their uh, oh, yes. tactic of 2006 mm -hmm. when uh, Gruevski was thinking whether he takes the conservative Albanian DPA party mm -hmm. or Dewey, which won the elections but had a minor coalition partner which was able to switch sides. So the two Albanian parties were roughly even in, say, in size. And now they're, again, roughly even uh, based on the other Albanian parties put together against Dui. So uh, when Gruevski was deciding between the two Albanian options, uh, Musa Jafiri, who later became you know, powerful deputy prime minister and mm -hmm. part of, uh, very close to Vimer actually for a long time, to Mialkov, uh, whose son is now in the electricity trading business <laughs> and was beating up the head of the Energy Regulatory Commission because he stripped his uh, him of the license ah. uh, for this lucrative trade at the moment. So he's, he was punching him in broad daylight in downtown Skopje. So Musa Jaferi made a statement, we still have our guns from 2001. Be careful, don't tempt your luck. You know, we won the elections, we will show you. And there was tremendous reaction against uh, Dewey. And this helped uh, seal the deal for Vimera to pick. DPA for the coalition. This coalition then fell apart because DPA never was never able to grow to the size of Dewey and used violence in the 2008 elections against Dewey when they were trying to ballot stuff like Dewey had done before. Uh, but Dewey fought back. There were several people killed and uh, DPA was uh, denounced and ostracized and is now almost destroyed. This time around, uh, another Dewey official, a lady who apparently fought with uh, fought in 2001, has a bunch of pictures with a RPG a launcher at you know in various military poses, and is not, and has since been made director of the Skopje clinics. Mm. Uh, that was too much work for her, so she was appointed by Dewey as member of the board of uh, Deutsche Telekom of Macedonian Telekom, actually, mm -hmm. the Deutsche Telekom owned Macedonian Telekom. Uh, so she now said, I, we still have our military boots in the attic, we'll switch from our sneakers in a second and we'll be out in the field. So this is now a big story and this is helping weaken Dewey even further. Ahmeti was forced to denounce the statement wow. today, uh, yesterday actually. And uh, another element we see, uh, a lot of the media has deserted Zaev. Mm -hmm. Some of the crazier supporters are around him. And one of them is actually a guy who Vimero poached from SDSM, and he's now switched back to SDSM, Vasko Eftov. Kind of like conspiratorial TV show host, like this heavy political, uh, almost like, uh, oh, what was the guy's name? Uh, the conspiracy guy from uh, Texas. Uh, oh, uh, Alex Jones. Yeah, almost like Alex yeah. Jonesian character. Mm -hmm. Um, and he is now the main face of uh, uh, Zaev's uh, PR effort, as well as uh, Sasha Ordanovsky, of course. Oh, yeah. So their main story for these two guys is they're actually launching 
panicked uh, pleas to the U.S. Embassy here, <coughs> calling Ambassador Burns out, telling her, listen, uh, Bailey did all the work, he brought down the regime, he brought down Gryevsky, but you're on the verge of resurrecting him, you're going to bring Gryevsky down, you already demolished the special prosecutor's office, it was on your watch, it's your fault, uh, so what are you doing? Are you even following things? Are you even involved in this? If you are involved, are you on the wrong side of this? So there, uh, I'm sure that, you know, both Ahmed said this, we're sure Zayev is doing this. They're calling uh, NATO, Ahmed said I'm calling NATO people, American people, European officials, telling them what's happening and telling them Zayev must not resign. We need him to preserve PRESPA, the Tirana platform, the treaty with Bulgaria, uh, the new concessions toward Bulgaria, we need him still. I'm sure Zayev is working the phones manically with this, mm -hmm. but the fact that their PR people are going public with this and they're launching desperate pleas to the ambassador here, please save our boy, that's actually reeks of desperation and it's mm. very amusing to watch. Hmm. Interesting, yeah, I'm looking at the... Kate Burns is a Twitter feed right now. She's doing other things, uh, at least publicly. <laughs> uh, she's cutting ribbons for Otherwise the, engaged. the American corner in Skopje. And, yeah, who knows what she's doing behind, <laughs> the, yeah, but behind the scenes. But yes, you're absolutely right. It, 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 is, it doesn't reek of desperation. It is blatant, uh, obvious desperation. And it's sad. It's sad and pathetic for, for yeah. these people. Uh, but that's what they deserve. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. All right, well, let's do this. Let's uh, reconvene later this week uh, after the 11th, uh, 11th day of the 11th month and the 11th hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see what happens. Uh, we're in for some... Uh, uh, I don't like the word interesting. We're in for some fascinating times yeah. in Macedonia, yeah. as always. So uh, we'll keep this one short. That was a good uh, analysis. I hope our listeners uh, benefit from that. We'll try and get this out and up as soon as possible. All right. Well, we have the date now. Not the date for the EU accession, but even better, we have the date for the showdown with Zayf. Yep. And uh, <laughs> really, going to be really interesting. Yep. All right. We'll reconvene soon. Good talking to you. You too, buddy. Take care.